Hello and welcome to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Agresta. This podcast was created to empower beautiful humans just like you to embrace their power, expand to new heights, and truly feel like they are thriving. My goal is to provide you with actionable tips, empowering tools, and so much more to attract and create a life that you are completely obsessed with. In this podcast, we're going to cover topics including manifestation, self-love and acceptance, health, spirituality, living a life of passion, having more money, attracting more money, being fully expressed, and so much more. I am beyond excited to have you here, so let's get started. Hello, beautiful humans. And welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Agresta, and I'm beyond, beyond, beyond excited to have you here today. Today's topic is for both those, for two groups of people. Jeez, it's like the third time I've tried to record this intro. It's still a little bit early, but this is for both (laughs) groups of people who I serve, both the entrepreneurs who are starting, growing, and scaling their business, And those of you who are on a health journey, who are wanting to thrive in their body, thrive in their life and really love themselves, truly love themselves. So today's topic is going to be all about embracing all parts of yourself to truly love who you are, to make getting to our goals easier, whether it's health or business goals. Um, It can also be applied and my clients often apply it to their relationships and I'm going to kind of break it up into six sections for you guys. The first one is going to be, why am I talking about this? Like, why is this an important topic? And growing up, a lot of us were taught to always criticize ourselves, criticize other people. We never felt good enough, right? We never felt like we were enough. We never felt like we could do enough or have enough. There was always like extra layers to get to or extra goals, right? If you got an A in one class or on one paper, now you need an A on another paper. Um, Or if you got, you know, a B, what's wrong with you? You need an A or whatever, you know, version of that you have in your head. And I've been talking to a lot of clients about how school has really fucked us up in terms of our belief that we are good enough and it kind of plays into this like well if you like to have too much fun you can't be successful or you're doing something wrong right as if like children aren't supposed to have fun as if like adults aren't supposed to have fun right that's a new concept um (laughs) and then it's like oh if you if you don't study enough Right. Or if you're a constantly a straight A student and then you struggle with something, all of a sudden, like there's something wrong with you, you know, or like those of you who were straight A students or straight B students or just really studious humans. um, We felt bad for taking time for ourselves. We felt bad for wanting to play. We kind of lost that desire to play. Right. And so wherever you fall on either end of the spectrum, whether you were the kid who like played too much and didn't do the best in school, you thought that there was something wrong with you. And then If you were on the other side of the spectrum like me, where you were just so fucking studious, you still thought that there was something wrong with you because you struggled to fit in. You struggled to have friends. You struggled to like balance everything and hold everything and have it all together always because you're a damn fucking human who struggles, who experiences death, who experiences hurt in their life. And it's okay to not be okay. And we were taught that that's not a thing, you know, a lot of us. 
And, you know, we, we also struggle and a lot of my clients struggle with feeling too emotional, you know, thinking that there's something wrong with them, thinking that if they cry, they can't be successful, thinking that, you know, if they're feeling like they're struggling in life, they can't make the money that they want or automatically their health is going to deteriorate or, you know, if they miss a day at the gym or multiple weeks at the gym or multiple months at the gym, right? And they're just not able to go as hard enough. They are as hard as they used to. Like they think that there's something wrong with them, right? And that's why I want this to be a topic because when, and a topic of discussion for us on this podcast and my Instagram and my brand in, in general. And when we can truly get to a place of, hey, there's no such thing as too much, right? I've talked about this concept before. You're not too emotional. You're not, there's no such thing as being too successful. There's no such thing as working too much. There's no such thing as eating too much. It is all based off of what we need in that moment. And when we can come to the realization that all we have is the present and we get to nourish ourselves in whatever way truly fulfills us in that moment, And nourish meaning like things that we eat, things that we drink, right? Things that we, um, ways that we work or the amount of work we put in each day, like all of these things get to vary. You are not a damn robot. You do not have to eat the same things every day or eat the same way all the time or work out all the same intensity all the time. Like you are a human who experiences a wide fucking variety of emotions. And when you can accept each emotion that you are feeling and you can be present with them at the moment that you're experiencing them, then we get a lot happier. Then we get to acknowledge ourselves. Then we don't think that there's something wrong with us. We don't push feelings down. We don't let things get bottled up and then we blow up on people, right? And this has been such a big part of my journey and something that I I really coach on because before, like, I want to say January 2020, I hadn't actually allowed myself to feel any emotions for, like, almost my entire existence, (laughs) which sounds insane. It was like, if I struggled with something or if I was sad or if I was grieving something, I just pushed it down and pretend I pretended like it wasn't there. And I was like, I don't have time for that. I have schoolwork to do, or I don't have time for that. I have to go to the gym or I don't have time for that. I have to work. I have to make money. These people are all relying on me. Like I don't have time to cry. And I used to judge people who cried. I used to judge people who had fun. I used to judge people who felt things (laughs) and who desired like to be happier in a non like quote unquote productive way, the way that I used to deem productiveness. And over the past year and a half at this point, wow, I have done a lot of work with my coaches. I've done a lot of work on myself to really learn about each emotion that I experience and as I've done so, it has been easier to make money. As, it, as I've done so, I've become a better coach. As I've done so, I've become a better partner to my husband. As I've done so, I have become nicer to myself. As I've done so, it became easier to stay, to stick to a routine or be consistent with my training and with my nutrition. Because and I'll give some examples for both those of you who are entrepreneurs and those of you who are who are on a health journey and those of you who are entrepreneurs are probably also on a health journey, which is cool. I think we all are. Um, but as an entrepreneur, when we shame ourselves for things and when we 
push down feelings and we don't feel the feelings of maybe struggling during a launch or struggling with feeling like we're good enough or struggling to feel like, well, just nothing is working. Like that feeling is still there. That feeling expands within us. Just because we are not consciously acknowledging it subconsciously, we know it's there, right? And so we attract things based off of the things that are deep within us, our deep desires, right? And if so you're, you're wanting more clients, but you feel like not a good enough coach, or you feel like who would want to pay me, or you feel like I haven't done enough, or you feel shameful because you made more money previously and now you're struggling to make money and like, what happens? Like you are going to attract more instances off of that. So the best thing to do is actually acknowledge the feeling, especially when it comes to manifestation, especially when it comes to hitting certain goals in business and wanting things to come easier. And if we look at this in terms of health, I have so much to talk about this. Oh my goodness. When we don't embrace all parts of ourselves and we are stuck in like states of worry, when we are shaming ourselves for not being good enough for anything, when we are, you know, sitting there just worrying about you know, parts of our bodies that we're unhappy with and we give power to the negative talk in our head and we just feel shameful. Maybe you were in better shape years ago than you are right now in terms of like how fast you could run or how strong you were or whatever, right? And we hold that shame in. We find coping mechanisms in our life to help us not feel that shame. And for me, a big one used to be binging. It was a big, big, big one. I think part of binging is like nutritional science and learning how to actually eat enough for your body, learning how to balance your meals and really like adequately nourish yourself. That's first and foremost, 99.9% of my clients that I've ever worked with for health just don't eat enough and then struggle with feeling in control around food or foods that they like, right? Um, and then there's also the mental aspect of knowing that you can have all foods at all times and not feeling restricted about that, which takes a lot of deconditioning from when we were younger. And, you know, our parents told us we couldn't have food or we weren't good, like we weren't, you know, we weren't active enough to do this or, you know, like, like food issues go way deeper than just how much you move and how much you uh, eat. Right. Um, but then it also has to do with a lot about what emotions we aren't acknowledging. Right. And when we keep emotions in, we either don't eat enough and then we kind of, you know, we kind of get that nauseous feeling and that like sluggish feeling and like, oh, I just can't do anything. We have no energy for things, including like making food. Right. So then we eat out, then we don't work out, then, you know, we just get kind of depressed and all that stuff. And then eventually we give in and we just kind of eat whatever's easiest, you know, and don't get me wrong. Like I love bread and cream cheese. <laughs> I love like snacks and I eat them all the time. But I like to include foods like that in my normal intake while I'm eating full meals. But if you are not acknowledging feelings, you likely are not eating full meals. You are depriving yourself of something, right? And then in addition to that, you can also fall on the opposite end of the spectrum where 
it, you can be so uncomfortable in your body and sitting with yourself that food becomes comfort. And I never thought that that was a thing for me. I was just like, no, I don't, I don't emotionally eat. Like, what are you talking about? I don't feel emotions. Well, just because I wasn't feeling the emotions while I was eating didn't mean that I wasn't emotionally eating. The feelings were still there. And every single night when I would struggle with eating bags and bags of chips and popcorn, well, I mean, popcorn isn't like the world's worst thing in the world, but like giant bags of Skinny Pop are. Skinny Pop is also not so skinny. Let's be real. It's awful branding. It's a really awful term to say something is a skinny food. And then it's also pretty high in fat compared to regular popcorn. And yeah, it's not low calorie. And it just, yeah, I I don't like anything that brands itself as that, but I do like the way it tastes. So I eat it anyway, but you know what I mean? Like I, I just, I would eat tons of cookies, tons of chocolate, and I wouldn't feel in control of it. And I didn't know why. And then I fixed the like nutritional science part and I would eat enough and, you know, I would eat consistently and nourish myself enough. And then I would still have, you know, bouts of this. And I was like, what is going on? And then it wasn't until I actually acknowledged my feelings and let them flow through me and cry and journal it out and work through them and grieve about the things that I needed to grieve about and, you know, acknowledge that I was a human that I stopped ever having issues with eating and how much I was eating and not eating enough and then eating way too much, right? And overeating on certain foods. And so when we talk about really embracing all parts of ourselves, this is what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you to embrace the, the aspects of yourself that you feel like are too much, right? Or that you feel shameful of, right? Because we, we all have shame. It is such a big thing that we feel every single day and often, and yet we don't talk about it. Like how many times have you ever talked to somebody and said, cool, I feel really shameful about this, right? Probably not often. Nobody wants to fucking say that. And when you do say it to people, people who you trust, they're like, yeah, I get that. I've felt that too, you know? And I was talking to um, an acquaintance about her relationship with her husband, and she was like, you know, I don't really even know why I got married. Like, complete, like, anecdote on the side that has nothing to do with either of these topics, but it kind of does. It has to do with embracing yourself and the shameful parts and stuff like that and acknowledging them at least and not feeling shameful for feeling shameful. And so this... uh, acquaintance of mine we were talking about her marriage and she's like yeah I just don't know why I even got married like I thought that I just was supposed to I like everybody was expecting me to like I didn't feel worthy of having someone who actually made me happy I settled I'm not happy in my relationship I'm cheating in my relationship like I didn't know that there was another way I didn't know that I could actually be happy like I didn't feel worthy of that and so now she's in a I don't know 10-year relationship or something of that nature and kind of lives a double life and that's stressful you know that's stressful that's something that we can often feel shame about and stuff like that and I think just acknowledging the things that we don't want to say that we are judging ourselves for is so 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 important when it comes to actually loving who we are and actually succeeding in our goals, whether it's health or business and showing up for ourselves becomes a lot easier. 
right? If you wake up every single day and all of a sudden start shaming yourself for where you are and how you didn't do this yet and how this hasn't been, um, how this hasn't worked and how you suck at this and all of these things, like, how do you think the rest of your day is going to (laughs) go? What do you think you're going to attract throughout the day, right? Or in that moment, and if we embrace the, the concept that we are constantly manifesting, we get to really look at, cool, part of my manifestation journey gets to look like I get to cry, <laughs> like I get to be a human, like I get to acknowledge those emotions. Because if I don't acknowledge those emotions, they're going to continue to expand and I'm going to subconsciously manifest off of things I don't even know I'm feeling or I'm trying to not feel. Right. So I always tell my clients, like, acknowledge the shit, acknowledge the shit that you're feeling, but don't rub your face in it. Like, don't stay there. Right. And sometimes stay like sometimes acknowledging it looks like we have to stay there for a little bit of time. And I'm not giving you a time frame for when it's okay for you to feel your feelings, but know that there's always a choice in things. There's a choice to truly love yourself in that moment. And that self-love is such a high vibration within our bodies that like, cool, I'm feeling really shitty right now. My circumstances really fucking suck in this and I'm a human and I get to feel this and I still love myself. I still love myself through this. I love myself and I embrace this part of me that's feeling shameful and wrong that, you know, is acting this way or that didn't show up in this way, right? Or, you know, the negative feelings, like I embrace those and I still love myself with those feelings. We don't just love ourselves when we are, are, are at our best. We get to love ourselves all the damn fucking time. You are worthy of love all the damn fucking time. You are worthy of success all the damn fucking time. And when you can truly embrace that concept, that your, your love for yourself, your self-love, your love for your body, your love for your life, your love for just your existence is not contingent on how much money you make and is not contingent on how successful you are in you know typical ways of success is not contingent upon hitting PRs in the gym or losing weight or changing your body or fitting into a certain size. It just is like you just love yourself that's when you get to manifest what you actually want, even when you are feeling really low, because you still love yourself. And if self-love is such a high vibe feeling within the body, we get to attract more positive things off of that, right? So that's what I mean by not sitting in the shit, like not rubbing your face in the shit, like acknowledge the shit, sit in the shit, but do not rub your face in it. Like Allow yourself to still love yourself. Don't go down those negative spirals of like, I fucking suck. I am worthless. I fucked everything up in my life. I can't believe I'm fucking here. I'm 30, I'm 40, 50, however old you are. Like, we can feel this at all ages. I used to feel this at fucking like age 15. I was like, ah, I don't have everything together. I'm only making $7 an hour at a bakery. Ah, I don't know what I'm doing about college applications. Everybody else knows and all of these things. Also, I fucked up all my college applications. I'm pretty sure I didn't know like what I was doing and nobody was like, I didn't really accept help. I was like, no, I can do this on my own. And so I'm pre- I didn't hear back from like most of the schools that I actually applied to, <laughs> which you should get rejected if you get rejected. I definitely didn't get rejected though, because my gr- I gr- like graduated eighth in my class or some shit. 
Um, but yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> side note, but like you can accept help. You can accept help from yourself. You can accept help from other people and you can love yourself while accepting help. You don't need to do everything on your own, right? And self-love isn't something that's taught, which is the third part of this. Self-love isn't something that we are taught. We are taught that self-love is contingent, is contingent upon us succeeding in something, right? We love ourselves contingently. Our family loves us contingently, (laughs) you know? And we get to rewrite that in our lives. And if we're really, really looking to have a life where we are thriving, thriving doesn't mean neglecting the shitty parts that, that you feel or your shadow side of your existence or the struggles that you have and just like have toxic positivity in your life and just constantly be positive regardless of what's going on. It's that, hey, I can be struggling in these areas and I still love myself. And as long as I have that self-love, I get to thrive in my life. It's a different feeling than going down negative spirals. Right, going down those negative spirals that happen in our head when we struggle and then we struggle to go to the gym and then we struggle to show up online for our business and then we struggle to show up uh, well for our partners. Right, And then we just kind of project everything onto them. We're like, well, you're not treating me well. Well, you didn't do this. Well, you didn't clean up that. Right, Well, the money didn't come in from that. Well, this launch sucked. Well, I suck at the gym this way. And it's just like none of, none of that is true. None of that is true at all. And we often project our, our internal struggles onto these like external things that we deem need to be okay in order for us to actually be happy. Whereas internal happiness or happiness in general is just an internal thing. Love in general is an internal thing. At the core, we are all just love. We want to give love. We want to receive love. We want to love ourselves. We, we just are love. Like we were not innately grown up or produced in this world to hate ourselves or hate other people or be mean. Like that is conditioned. We are conditioned to be douchebags to other people. of the time when we're douchebags to other people, it's because we aren't loving a part of ourselves. We aren't embracing a part of ourselves. And when we don't love ourselves, we cannot give love to other people. Right? And then we struggle to show up for our clients. We struggle to have space to do the things. We struggle to feel energized to nourish ourselves in ways that really feel good, whether that night it's a fucking cheeseburger, double bacon cheeseburger, yum, even though I've been vegan, but it still sounds amazing. I'll eat like red meat once in a while. Um, and cheese, I will, I will eat a few times a week just because vegan cheese sucks, sucks balls. Anyway, um, (laughs) or, you know, if it's a, I don't know, something that you deem healthier or that, you know, feels lighter for you. Like both of them are acceptable. It's just what you need in that moment. And you get to determine that and you get to not judge the part of you that likes cheeseburgers. (laughs) You don't have to fit into this box of what healthy is or it thinks or people think it is in society. You don't have to fit into any fucking box. You are your own damn box. You get to create what that looks like. Um, there's two more parts to this, which is confidence and happiness comes when you truly love all parts of yourself, which is the overall concepts that we've been talking about. And to add to that, 
we, we get to be more successful, even in the external ways of feeling successful, of being successful, right? In terms of money, in terms of our body looking a certain way, in terms of achieving a certain fitness goal, confidence and happiness and, and success, both externally and feeling that success internal comes when you actually truly love all parts of yourself, right? And that goes back to the concepts that we were talking about before. When we truly love ourselves, we know we are enough. When we know we are enough, we attract the things that we want. When we know we are enough, we go to the gym and we don't judge where we are at or the weight that we're lifting or the speed that we're running or our bodies. We just are able to be present in that moment. And self-love truly comes from when you are present at each moment versus worrying about things that happened in the past and worrying about things that happened in the or haven't happened yet, right? And judgments around both of those, right? Think of it, if you never actually gave power to things that haven't happened yet, or gave power to things that you think you fucked up previously, or maybe like you didn't even acknowledge them and so they're still within you, right? They didn't move through you. It's just stored within you as this heavy kind of feeling of this like whole shamefulness that is taking up (laughs) your body and making it feel really anxious and depressed and sad and worthless and not good enough, right? Then how would you feel if you didn't have those feelings, if you actually just paid attention to right now? If you just woke up and you said, beautiful, I'm so excited to be on this earth today, right? This is where meditation comes in. This is where having do nothing time where you're like not on your phone, where you are not watching TV, where you are not reading, where you are not planning, where you are not journaling, just like sitting with yourself comes in. Like you can be present at this moment, Right, John Mayer has a quote in one of his songs. If you don't know, I'm a massive John Mayer fan. I could just listen to him for the rest of my life. But moving on. Um, and it says, like, as, as soon as I acknowledge this moment, this moment will be gone in, like, some way. And it was from one of his first albums. And I was just like, shit, that's fucking true. Like, by the time you acknowledge this moment, this moment will be gone. Right? So it's like we are constantly in this space of living in the past or worrying about the future and that causes us to miss the exact moment that we are in it causes us to not be happy it causes us to judge ourselves it causes us to um, delay our success in the external forms of success that we feel or that we get to have as a human on this earth money like whatever it is right because when we're not present in this moment we don't feel good And then we miss our fucking life. Like, imagine when you're 90 years old looking back and being like, cool, I don't really remember a lot of my life because I just remembered worrying. (laughs) I just remembered, you know, worrying about how, you know, I was getting so out of shape or worrying about um, how the things hadn't happened yet that I wanted or worrying about the, the things I suck at. And shaming myself and feeling guilty and then blocking it out with social media and then blocking it out with just television, blocking it out with alcohol, numbing it out with weed, whatever it is, right? So the question is, how can you be more present in your life? And for me, that was where meditation came in. For me, that was where cutting out alcohol came in. And yours can look completely different and that's fine, but I encourage you to look at these habits that I have. 
and see what fits you. See what's challenging to you. You know, society deems it okay to, you know, drink alcohol. Society deems it okay to smoke weed. Society deems it okay to watch, you know, television all the time and be on social media. And the truth is none of that is actually living in your current present moment at your raw, most like exposed form, which is vulnerable, right? And that vulnerability requires you to really love yourself, requires you to know how to be happy without these things. And even though I I personally, like I wasn't addicted to alcohol, it was a thing where it was like, if I wanted to have fun or if I didn't really have anything to do, it would be like, cool, let's go out and get drinks. Or like brunch would be like, let's go out and, you know, drink. And then it would be 12 or 1 or 2. Here in Texas, you cannot receive alcohol before noon. <laughs> Even if it's 11.59, they will not serve it to you on a Sunday, which is insane. Whereas like New York, it's like brunch started at like 10.30 and they're like, yeah, here's alcohol. <laughs> um But yeah, like, then it would be like, cool, I would have a few margaritas or mimosas or something like that. And then the rest of the day, I would just kind of just be like nonchalant, or I would like keep it going, or I would just, I just wouldn't be present. And then the whole day would go by and I'm like, shit, I'm fucking exhausted. Right on the Monday would start, I'm like, uh, I'm so exhausted. Even if I wasn't hungover, even if I didn't get drunk, even if I didn't drink a ton, like, it was just like, I was constantly tired. Same thing with weed. I would smoke like 8 or 9 p.m., sometimes daily. There were a lot of times it was daily. There were a lot of times um, it was just sporadic. And it, it became like a thing where I'm like, shit, I'm losing a lot of my evening. And if I thought about what I wanted out of my life... I wanted to be present in the moment and truly enjoy every single moment. And I felt like when I was high, it just wasn't me. Like you're literally in an altered state. It isn't you, right? And I know people who are really big uh, advocates for weed um, are probably going to disagree with me, especially if you smoke daily and stuff like that. And that's perfectly fine. But I encourage you to look at what is preventing you from wanting to be sober, right? I don't think that it's necessarily a problem health-wise. I'm a huge advocate for weed. I fucking, I think it's great. I think it can really decrease anxiety and really help you, um, you know, relax and stuff like that. But the question is, why aren't you able to do that when you are not sober? Like, that's the struggle, right? That's the struggle. It's not like you being lazy and you being a pothead. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. It's why... Why do you gravitate towards that is the question that we have to ask ourselves, right? And it's like for, for alcohol, once I started cutting it out, I've been over three months like sober. I've had like sips of like Joe's beer and like a sip of wine from him and stuff like that. But that's really it. I think it's been like three times. Um, but it, it was like, I want to have fun as me. I want to see what Johnny wants to do when Johnny's completely sober. I want to be like a little kid again. I want to jump around and be happy and light and like be funny sober, right? And as much as I did love drinking and do love drinking, I love the taste of alcohol. And I had a lot of fun every single time I drank for the most part. Sometimes it turned negative, but for the most part, unless I was trashed, right? Um, It was just like, then I wouldn't remember everything. And I just felt disconnected from myself, right? So those are a few of the biggest habits that I really have shifted to really learn what it's like to be vulnerable for myself, really learn what it's like to be just in my body and be more present. And I can tell you, I have so much more energy. 
I have so much more energy to allocate to the things that actually fill me up. I have so much more time. I perceive time to actually be longer and more stretched out because I'm not waiting for something. I'm not like waiting for Friday to come when I can go out and have drinks or, you know, after it's socially acceptable after 5 p.m. to have drinks or Sunday to, you know, whatever. It's the same thing with food. If you're constantly waiting to enjoy food on the weekends, right? It's just like you're losing Monday through Friday only so that you can eat shit on the weekends. Like that's not a good way to live. (laughs) And I say good in terms of like, you're waiting for a different moment than you have right now. And that warrants you to look at that. That warrants you to look at why are you waiting for something else to happen rather than just enjoying where you are right now, right? And that's my challenge to you guys. It's my challenge to those of you who are listening to the podcast is to figure out how can you be more present, in your life and then the last part just to wrap this all up is we all have shame we all deal with struggles we all have times where things are really fucking difficult even when we are entrepreneurs helping other people you know or even when you've been a parent and this is your third child and you feel like you should have it all figured out now no even when you are a trainer and, you know, you struggle with working out when you're a dietitian or nutritionist or trainer, whatever, health coach, and you struggle with food and feeling good in your body, like we all struggle and we struggle with the things we also help people with. And that's okay. You're not expected to have it all figured out. Right? Love yourself through the process of figuring it out. Love the process of being present with where you are now. Love the pro- love, love your existence at this present moment, including the really negative parts and the things that don't feel good. That that's safe to feel. It's okay. You're not going to stay there forever, right? And embrace both the light and the dark. That's that's within you. One of my yoga instructors says, like, for that's what makes us whole, and that's so 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 true. Right? We can't have light without dark, and that's really what balances us. Right? And nobody's perfect. Even, you know, the people who you think are perfect or the influencers on social media and stuff like that. Even people who teach positivity and, you know, healing and stuff like that. Nobody's perfect. And, like, perfect in the sense of what we define it as perfect in terms of we were all made really perfect like we weren't like god didn't fuck us up i forgot where i heard this quote but like god didn't fuck us up when he put us on this earth god doesn't make mistakes (laughs) you know it's like everything that we experience is for a reason and that reason is not good or bad that reason is for us to learn right we deem it good or bad it just is and the more we can embrace that the more we truly love ourselves, the more we can look at things objectively, the more we can truly love ourselves and realize, cool, I am fucking epic. I am fucking perfect the way that I am with both parts of me, the light and the dark. And then we can truly love ourselves. And when we truly love ourselves, we get to show up for ourselves really powerfully. When we show up for ourselves really powerfully, we get to where we want to be in life right? We are able to support other people. We are able to make the money we want. We're able to show up. We're able to accept love from other people. We're, accept, we're able to make friends with other people. 
right? Close friends, not superficial friends, but close friends. We're able to communicate to people. And all of that is so important on your Thrive journey. So with that being said, we are done for today's podcast. Please let me know if you are enjoying more of this life chat. Um, I know I am, and I love giving you guys little anecdotes and examples of what it feels like, um, whether you're an entrepreneur or uh, just on a health journey. Um, All the concepts I teach on this podcast, all the concepts I teach in my courses, and all the concepts I work on with my clients have been concepts I have learned for over 12 years at this point of coaching clients, of doing work on myself, of learning both science and psychology and humanness, (laughs) spirituality, um, and I'm obsessed with teaching you guys. I'm obsessed with helping you guys through these aspects in your life. And so I hope you found massive value in this. Please let me know as Nina, my dog, is barking in the back. So that is my cue to go. I love you guys and I'll see you soon.